Hi again, this is Dr. Rob, and you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. This week's podcast builds on last week's about the function of the thyroid gland. If you haven't already done so, please go back to that one and listen to it before listening to this one. Otherwise, it just won't make a whole lot of sense. Today, I'm going to focus on what happens when things go wrong with the thyroid gland, spending most of my time discussing when it stops working. I'll also discuss some of the issues around thyroid replacement medication. There are four main problems that can happen with the thyroid. Okay, back to the thyroid. There are four main problems that the thyroid can have. It can get big. It can have lumps. It can put out too much hormone or it can shut down. When the thyroid gets enlarged, it has the unfortunate name goiter. I don't like the word goiter. It joins gout, shingles, and scabies as those medical conditions with names. If I had an enlarged thyroid, I'd hit whoever called it a goiter. Since the thyroid is in the neck, enlargement of that gland will cause neck swelling as its main symptoms. If they get big enough, goiters can actually make it difficult to breathe, and sometimes they can even cause pain. The main cause of thyroid enlargement is inflammation, which is where the white blood cells enter the gland to cause it to swell. The fancy word for an inflamed thyroid is thyroiditis. I'll discuss a little bit later in this podcast what exactly causes different kinds of thyroiditis. There is one other cause of thyroid enlargement, and that is a lack of iodine in the diet, which is actually one of the main reasons iodine is added to salt. Thyroiditis has three main causes medications, virus, and autoimmune disease. The last two causes are sometimes associated with an increased thyroid hormone put out by the gland, which is, as you recall, called hyperthyroidism. But regardless of the cause, a big thyroid isn't normal and should always be brought to your doctor's attention. Sometimes people get lumps or nodules on their thyroid gland, The big worry here is thyroid cancer, and so usually blood and radiology tests are performed to decide if more tests need to be done. Most lumps end up not being serious, but suspicious ones get a needle stuck in them to check for cancer cells. The good news is that thyroid cancer is not a very aggressive cancer, and it's usually fixed by simply removing the thyroid surgically. Like thyroid enlargement, lumps aren't normal, and they should always prompt you to see your doctor. High thyroid levels are usually associated with an enlarged thyroid gland, and they're usually caused by an autoimmune disease. Autoimmunity is where the immune system develops antibodies against a certain part of the body. There are many autoimmune diseases, but two focus their immunity on the thyroid gland, Graves' disease and Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Graves' disease causes hyperthyroidism, whereas Hashimoto's initially may cause some hyperthyroidism, but it's then followed by a permanent destruction of the thyroid gland. High thyroid hormone levels can cause nervousness and sweating, increased heart rate, increased bone loss and osteoporosis, and a serious heart condition called atrial fibrillation, or AFib. Atrial fibrillation happens in 10 to 20% of the people with hyperthyroidism, and so people with new-onset AFib should always get their thyroid checked. The treatment of Graves' disease is to actually shut down the gland with medication, and then permanently disable it with surgery or radiation. Actually, the most common cause of hyperthyroidism is when people take too much thyroid medication. The serious problems associated with too much hormone should underline just how important it is to get your levels right. 
So, what about hypothyroidism? Well, hypothyroidism is by far the most common thyroid problem I encounter as a physician. Hashimoto's thyroiditis is the most common cause, but certain viruses can cause it too, as can surgeons wielding knives. Unlike hyperthyroidism, however, hypothyroidism is usually more subtle in its onset. The most common symptoms with hypothyroidism are very nonspecific and include dry skin, hair loss, fatigue, weight gain, constipation, depression, menstrual irregularity in women, and high cholesterol. As you may have noticed, a lot of people have the symptoms of hypothyroidism. There are a lot of tired, constipated, bald people who are depressed about their weight gain. Most don't have hypothyroidism, but I do often test for it just in case. The dream of taking a pill to fix all these problems drives many people to my office asking to have their thyroid checked. Actually, all people with high cholesterol and women with irregular periods should be screened for hypothyroidism. Truthfully, I find hypothyroidism more in this group than I do in the obese, tired, constipation, and depressed crowd. Sorry. Treating hypothyroidism is a subject of much discussion and some controversy because doctors don't always agree on which medication should be used. Some people feel that the medication replacing only one specific thyroid hormone, T4, is the solution. The most common medication given for hypothyroidism is levothyroxine or Synthroid. Now, the doctors feel that giving T4 is adequate because there's a lot of it that gets converted to T3 in the body tissues. But another school of thought says that medication should be given to mimic two thyroid hormones, T3 and T4, and not just one, to more closely reproduce the body's normal state. That can either be done by adding a small dose of synthetic T3 in the form of a medication called Cytomel, or using a combination drug. The most commonly used combination drug is called Armour Thyroid, which is derived from, I'm sorry to say, crushed up pig thyroid. Some doctors are vehemently opposed to the use of Armour Thyroid because of consistency problems with the medication, whereas others think that to mix T4 and T3 helps making people feel more normal. I'll actually finish this podcast by giving my quick and dirty tips on treating hypothyroidism. Tip 1. Take your medication. If you have a low thyroid gland and have been prescribed thyroid medication, you need to take it diligently. Low thyroid can not only make you feel tired and fat, it can lead to other significant problems that could actually shorten your life. Tip number two, get your thyroid levels checked regularly. Lots of things can cause thyroid levels to vary. So even if your levels have been fine, you should get them checked at least once a year, if not more. After any change in dose of medication, it takes about two months for things to stabilize enough for you to get the thyroid levels rechecked. And tip number three, if you still have symptoms, consider using T3. This actually comes from my own personal experience with patients. I've seen the fatigue associated with thyroid hormone significantly improve after using a little bit of T3 in the form of Cytomel. I'm not a huge fan of Armour Thyroid. Something about crushed up pig thyroid makes me hesitate. But as long as the blood tests are okay and the patient feels good, I'll flex with the patient's wishes. Again, people actually feel a lot better if they take a little bit of T3, in my experience. I'm really only scratching the surface on thyroid disease, but more details would actually get dull to the non-thyroid crowd out there. But everyone should at least understand this very common problem and get tested if there are any symptoms suggesting a low or high thyroid level. And also, don't forget about the bumps and the enlargement of the thyroid. Get it checked out. And don't forget my sponsor, Your Baby Can, 
com slash podcast for their remarkable product. Now, if you have questions and topics you want me to cover, send them to Doctor at quickanddirtytips.com. I'm not giving medical advice there specific for your problems. It's for podcast subjects. If you want to, you can submit them to me also on Twitter, I'm at HouseCallDoc, and on my Facebook page. And don't forget my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind at Distractible.org. Let me once again remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Thank you.